welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello to all our friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we've got quite an important topic with a fun twist for you. Gender benders. Are souls gender neutral or not? Well, this is quite a hot topic point for some of you. But I'd like you to think about this as you listen. Throughout much of written history, there has been a lot of controversy and dissension in society about the gender of a person and the role it might play in who, what, where, how, when, and why a person may or may not be, do, or have something. It's often played a decisive part in whether an individual could enter a chosen profession, vote, take a leadership role, marry, or even be seen or speak up in certain places. And until more recently, there hasn't even been widespread permission for many people to have a conversation about it even. So, much of the assumptions and beliefs associated with one's gender has been passed down through the centuries, even millennia, as if they were some kind of immutable law. Today, enough people have questioned those assumptions, and finally, more people are beginning to enter discussions about long-held societal beliefs and taboos related to one's gender. We're going to leave politics of gender and the exploration of that important arena to those who are much more knowledgeable and equipped to manage that part. But in our show today, we're interested in exploring gender and the part it plays in our life and spiritual growth from the soul's perspective. The term gender bender most likely has its origins in the 1970s with the social activists who led the way by bending the gender roles they played in society. Now it's become more of a term that encompasses all who live their lives outside of their traditionally accepted gender roles and definitions. Even the very assumption that there are only two genders, male and female of course, are now being challenged. Yet, spirit itself has absolutely no gender at all. We are each in all spirit and As spirit, we are genderless. Limitlessness, eternity, wholeness, oneness, whatever you may call spirit, is undivided and therefore transcends any discrimination or division of polarity of any kind. That's a very important word here. It is only when we as spirit incarnate into this dimensional world of time and space into our bodies that we experience polarity, one of which is the gender of our bodies. So, 
as you begin to live much more as the spirit that you truly are during your incarnation here on earth, you could consider yourself gender benders because you begin to live unattached to the DNA gender and make and model of your body. And the less identified you are with the type of body you are incarnated in, the more acceptance you would naturally have in how another individual lives regardless of the gender type of the body that person is incarnated in. Those who are supportive of gender-bending types of relationships between individuals are in some way being aware that there is no gender in spirit and that love, being the essential expression of spirit, can be experienced between people regardless of what kinds of bodies they may have or what conditions their their bodies may be in. Love is love any way you have it. Yes, and throughout our evolvement, we've all had male and female incarnations. You know, Michael, I think you should repeat that one so everybody can hear it. Open your mind and listen. Well, you've been whatever you are today. You know, whatever kind of incarnation you have, whether you're in a male body or a female body, throughout your history of incarnating. And if you're listening to this show, you've been around for a long time. (laughs) Uh, And so we've all been male and female uh, in various lifetimes. And over time, Some souls may develop tendencies to prefer incarnating in one gender or the other, while others remain quite neutral to whichever gender they happen to incarnate into in any given lifetime. Well, in my experience of looking at souls' patterns of incarnating, many of them seem to have several successive incarnations in one gender followed by several successive incarnations in the other. But I have also seen some souls tended to alternate incarnating in one gender and the other every lifetime. Of course, most of us may have a combination of those patterns, sometimes having successive incarnations in the same gender before switching over, and at other times, alternating each lifetime. Sometimes the soul's karmic obligations may dictate the gender of that incarnation. But as the soul's incarnation becomes less driven by karmic cycles, the more freedom the soul would have in choosing the gender of its incarnation. Many different factors and considerations go into the selection of gender type for each incarnation. Some of those factors and considerations can be dictated or influenced by the karmic cycles the soul needs to complete, the kinds of relationships that the soul requires for its growth in that incarnation, the opportunities offered by one gender over the other, societal changes that will be happening during that incarnation that may affect one gender more than the other. And the use of a gender as a tool for teaching or for transformation. 
personally and societally. I know of a soul whose first choice was to be born as a younger sister to two older brothers in an all-American family who had to switch to plan B. (laughs) This happens from time to time. When that particular potential mother decided not to have any more children before this soul could incarnate. So to this soul, plan B meant being born in Germany instead of in America to a German family rather than being born American. And also when that happens and that happened, this soul had to be born as a boy rather than its first choice as a girl. And that's these things do happen uh, periodically. I met another soul who was incarnated as a female born to a, an African-American mother and a Caucasian-American father. One aspect of her function in this incarnation was to help complete the karmic cycles between white and black Americans, as well as help heal and empower multiracial women. So sometimes it's very set up. The soul says, okay, this is what I would like to accomplish in this lifetime. Play a part in a larger transformational process, larger healing process. Then other times it's dictated by the karma of the soul. And I've known others who deliberately come in to an incarnation to teach, to guide, to help heal larger segments of the population. I've known quite a few souls who chose to incarnate into male bodies this lifetime and who chose to be gay so that they can shine more light on the fact that love transcends color, race, nationality, religion, politics, gender, and sexual orientation. Every soul chooses the conditions of life that are optimal for what that soul needs to experience, learn, and accomplish in fulfilling its purpose. When we pull apart the curtains of judgment away from our inner eye, we can see clearly that all in life is experience and opportunity for the soul's growth. In my own incarnation, just before this current one, this one I, I'm speaking from <laughs> right now as Michael Tamora, right? <laughs> well, in the incarnation just previous to this one, I was born as a Japanese girl in Japan. Prior to that one, I was born as a Tibetan boy. In some lifetimes, which gender I chose to incarnate in was a major factor in the incarnation, whereas in other lifetimes, it really didn't matter much. The incarnation 
prior to this one where I was born as a girl, the gender of that incarnation wasn't that important. It was just, I can go either way, but it just worked out that being born to those that set of parents and in that specific part of the world was much more important. And that was in Hiroshima. Ah, yes, I was born a few years before the big flash <laughs> that annihilated the city and a lot of people in it, with me included. But that was deliberate. That wasn't just some happenstance and I was this unfortunate little child that got wiped out. Now, I chose that deliberately and I had to be born in that city. And <laughs> But whether I was born a girl or a boy didn't make a whole lot of difference. The lifetime before that, being born as a boy was very important. It wasn't important that I had to be a boy, but it was important that in Tibet at that time, if I wanted to uh, be part of the spiritual upbringing that I had, uh, being a monk and committed to being that from a very early age, well, I had to be a male. So, so those kinds of considerations come into play and Gender is one of those considerations. Sometimes it's important, sometimes it's not. Souls can incur gender karma in the same way we can incur national, religious, or racial karma. A very simple example of incurring gender karma is that of a soul incarnated as a domineering male with a tendency to abuse women in one lifetime, having to reincarnate as a woman and be subject to male domination, control, and abuse and learn from her experience and develop perhaps into a leader who devotes her life to the healing, validation, education, and empowerment of women. Again, from the soul's perspective, it's all about learning, healing, and growth. No judgments. Right, and again, what a what a soul ends up doing or chooses to do in a lifetime, no matter what the incarnation, no matter what the gender is, is not uh, what would you say set in stone. It's not okay if you were abusive in one lifetime to women as a man, then you're the next lifetime you're gonna uh, be born as a woman and be subject to male domination and abuse. That could be sometimes that's a karmic situation, like I mentioned. Other times, it's a choice. I've known quite a few souls who incarnated into a female body, and they were here to be teachers. It wasn't because they were abusive to uh, women in other lifetimes that they had to go through some of their experiences. No, they chose to go through some of those experiences in a way similar to how I chose to be uh, bombed out at seven years old as a little girl 
It's, it wasn't about the gender. It wasn't about some terrible karma that had to be balanced. No, it was a choice because that allowed for the best circumstances for that soul to develop into the teacher or guide or healer, counselor, whatever, that that soul intended to be. So it's all about learning. There are capable souls currently incarnated in the U.S. as women who were influential women in their prior incarnations during the American Revolution. In their earlier incarnations during that time, they worked behind the scenes, often as wives, sisters, or mistresses of powerful statesmen to bring about the founding of the nation. In their current incarnations, many of them have stepped up into the national and global stages themselves as women to lead the inner revolution. So souls have a trajectory of development and, and accomplishments that carry over from one, one lifetime to another. I want to make a comment about that, too, is some of you <clears throat> might have a strong reaction to the comment Michael just made about uh, the role of women in the time of the uh, U.S. government being uh, created, but that was the times. This was the uh, way society worked, and so um, as these aware souls came into these female bodies, they agreed to be the wives, sisters, and mistresses of these statesmen to actually... Um, be the influence. influencers. Yes, yes, they were so. incredible influencers and top confidants and advisors to uh, the top leaders, the male leaders, and because that's the way society was, and that's the way they came in to deliberately do that, and said, "Okay, I don't need to have the credit that I'm the elected official and the leader. No, I'm going to be the one behind the curtain." giving advice well believe it or not our first break is here already and i'd like to let you know about our next teleclass coming up this very saturday november 23rd 2019 in case you're listening to this later from 10 a.m to noon pacific time it will be on your sixth chakra clairvoyance abstract intuition and your destiny and this is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. We'd love to have you join us. And for those of you who are our advanced students, you are welcome to join us too. You can still sign up for the class and receive the MP3 audio download even if you can't attend the phone class in person. All the past teleclass audio downloads are available as well. Just go to our website, michaeltamora.com, events calendar for November 23rd to get all the details. If you have any other questions about these classes or to sign up, you can also call our office and talk to our wonderful assistant, Noel, at 530-926-2650, Monday to Friday, business hours specific time. We'll return in a couple minutes to talk more about gender benders. Are souls gender neutral or not? See you in a minute or two.
It's quite common for people to wonder whether happiness is real or just an illusion. Yet we all have an inner voice that is telling us that we need to change. Where to begin? Start by taking time out of your schedule every week for Revelations and Wonders, Secrets to Life and Happiness, with host Fabian Edju. There is a true beauty within your soul, and happiness flows from inside. We'll help you find that new confidence within. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to gender benders. Are souls gender neutral or not? Well, of course, the answer to that question is yes, souls are gender neutral, but as they incarnate over and over and over again, and all of you have if you're listening to this show, um, and even those who are not listening to this show, everyone incarnates a lot of times until they uh, advance as souls enough not to have to come into bodies in the first place. Meanwhile, We become non-gender neutral as we go into bodies and sometimes even quote-unquote gender confused. That's what uh, psychological term is sometimes used and I don't think it's gender confusion at all. It's just uh, souls that are more awake and aware of a lot more of their own dynamics. Michael, let's talk a little bit more about your time as a boy in Japan. Well, I was born into a Japanese male body this time, (laughs) and the culture, it's an old patriarchal culture in which in earlier times, women were expected to walk 10 steps behind the men. (laughs) Well, when I first heard of that tradition, I was about eight or nine years old, I really laughed out loud at the ludicrousness of such a custom. I couldn't understand why any culture would have something like that. Because to me, there was, it didn't make any sense. Well, my mom was first married off by her parents when she was only 16 years old to a 36-year-old doctor who was still living with his mother. (laughs) And so, you know, it was during that time, I think, around my mother's generation, it was starting to become, that was the turnover area time in Japan where there was 
going to be less and less uh, arranged marriages where the parents just go to the uh, daughter or son, okay, this is who you're going to get married to. The end. <laughs> well, that was happened to her. Well, after two years of being married and bearing her then husband, a daughter, she turned to her mother-in-law and told her that she was she realized she was just a surrogate mother to give the mother-in-law and her son the daughter they wanted. And after handing the mother-in-law the baby, she walked back to her father and told him that he got her into this mess. It was up to him to legally get her out of it. Yes, my mom was not your typical subservient Japanese housewife. <laughs> so even there, a line was crossed very much. Oh, yeah. She was a gender vendor of her time. And, and uh, it was really great because it's very strict. Even if it's on the outside, you know, everyone's being very nice and everything. But the inner control and structure and perfectionism, everything was very, very tough back then. And probably even now, but you'll see anytime those kinds of rigid structures in society that's not working or in the culture that's not working anymore, you see the revolution happening where people start to revolt. Young people start to go the total opposite way and just go crazy. And unfortunately, that's kind of the reaction that the larger segment of the population, when they all get come in and go, okay, we're tired of this. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do this anymore. We're gonna change this. We're gonna change the game. We're gonna change the game, and of course, that's when wars break out or rebellions. You know, very difficult situations. Or it happens very strongly behind the scenes, like the example of Michael's mom. And so, and all of those are not without their injuries and, and suffering and consequences. <clears throat> but these are the brave souls that come in and go, okay, we're going to change this game. It's, it's time. And many of you listening to this show, you might be aware that you're part of the change that you're wanting to see in this world. And you're, you're stepping out, out of the bounds of what's considered acceptable by society at large for, you know, sometimes hundreds of years or even thousands of years. And this is a time where people are waking up. And so, as the song doesn't go, but <laughs> it should, waking up is hard to do. <laughs> uh, and there are always souls who incarnate in any period of human civilization to help heal and correct the inequities, divisiveness, destruction, and suffering in this world. Again, you're all part of that team. So, nice to have you on board, and congratulations. Things get tough sometimes, but hey, we're here to support you making those changes. And it's never an easy thing to accomplish, and such souls who take on the roles needed to do these kinds of, you know, make these changes often experience a great deal of suffering themselves. Yet the more aware the soul is, the more aware that soul tends to remember the purpose for which he or she is going through such challenges in life 
and the agreements that the soul made in spirit to go through with it for both the healing of the world and for their own spiritual growth. Ultimately, the soul comes in to the realization that in this world is but a stage and we're all actors on it, just as Shakespeare intuitively knew. He was rather enlightened for his time especially. Each of us as souls are playing our part in this movie. We'll, we'll update it from, from the theatrical stage to a movie <laughs> or video game called Life in This World. And when we realize this, we become joyous and playing our various roles, much like actors playing challenging characters in an untenable scene to further their growth as performing artists. This is why we teach people early on to have at least a bit more amusement in whatever they experience in their lives and to not take things so personally and seriously. In fact, the more important something is to you in life, the less you can afford to take it seriously. You might have noticed that you've created the great things in your life in enthusiasm, joy, and freedom, and not in anger, resistance, or blame. This is necessary in the process of waking up to who you truly are. Gender bending, too, is part of the awakening of humanity to its own intrinsic creative power. No one is a victim. Each of us is a powerful, creative, spiritual being. We can't stay stuck in the past of what a horrible thing happened to us. Instead, we need to move forward and create our new step, the next step that we need to heal and transform our life. To do that successfully, you need to blow up the pictures in your mind that you tend to stare at in anger, resentment, fear, resistance, blame, and guilt. And decide and create for yourself what it is that you'd like to be, do, and have in your life now. This is forgiving and moving on in lovingness and at peace with yourself. With blame, we open the door to the hell of our own making. Whereas with forgiveness, we open the door to heaven's grace and miracles. So Michael wanted me to talk about uh, being incarnated in a female body this lifetime in a family which had six boys in it. But there were also two girls, nine children altogether. And I was born uh, from a Mensa genius feminist mother and an Air Force officer and musician father. What a nice combination. And interestingly enough, I've been told right to my face, quote, I wish you weren't a girl, unquote. (laughs) And I really, even back then, before I got my spiritual training or was as awake as I feel I am now, um, I felt that soul level of recognition within myself that that other person making that criticism of me wasn't actually saying that from a feminist viewpoint or an anti-feminist viewpoint, I should say, 
but rather a soul-to-soul viewpoint because they remember me as a man in other lifetimes. And the other thing, personally, having been raised with six brothers, is that I enjoyed male energy very much. Now, some people are traumatized by their family members. I love my brothers and sisters, and I competed with the best of my brothers physically and psychologically and the whole bit. So by the time I was an adult, I felt like uh, both male and female within myself, although I tend to have more female um, tendencies. And as each person grows up, especially when you go through your teenage years and you're not quite sure of what's what yet, please be patient with yourself about that and let yourself learn and get to know yourself in this area because uh, you might surprise yourself. You could be much more one way than the other. But uh, the funny thing is when I started getting my psychic training When somebody asked me to describe feminine energy, um, I put my hand up and flopped it down because that's really what I was taught in the in the uh, 1950s and 60s about feminine energy, and that's perhaps why I went more for the masculine because the masculine was strong and the masculine was opinionated and and wasn't afraid to speak up and that sort of thing. Well, in this modern time, that's all starting to to be much more natural for women to be given and have their own power and um, and for men to be able to give women permission to have such. But as is it, it is in duality, there are a lot of people who are still not ready for your gender bending that you're going through. So one of the things that I know that I learned over the years of growing up with six brothers is for those of you who aren't sure and you feel persecuted and that sort of thing because of your gender preference or or even your non-genderism, if that's what you would like to have, um, be tolerant of others and give them a chance to grow up and learn what a great person you are regardless of your gender bending. You know, one of the keys, I think, is in terms of the selection of gender and anything else in this, in any incarnation, when you come into this world, as spirit, there's no gender because there's no polarity. There's no dichotomies between positive, negative, male, female, you know, whatever. It's hard but to imagine, but this is true. In this world, it's all dichotomies. It's all built on polarities between positive and negative, yin and yang, female and male. Huh. So that's, that's a real challenge for us as spiritual beings incarnating here. All of a sudden, here you come from limitlessness in spirit. And then, as soon as you're born into a little baby body, well, that's pretty limited, isn't it? It's it's like you can't even go places by yourself. Someone has to pick you up and carry you around. Yeah, and then you don't have a vocabulary, you don't have a spoken language yet that adults who would pick you up and carry you places would understand. So you have to just scream. 
<laughs> and go, hey, how come you're not getting it? Where's my limo service here? <laughs> I'm calling my chauffeur. <laughs> and, and I want to go over there. Nobody's listening. Ah, lots of frustrations that souls go through just from incarnating. And, and so that's in the considerations of limitlessness. And then there's, in spirit, there's no time. It's eternal, meaning there's no passage of time. First thing that happens, we come into a body and there's time. It's taking a long time. <laughs> I asked for this a while ago and it's still, I'm still waiting for it. Huh. Okay. And then kids have to learn these things called patience. But what is patience? Patience is when you have enough certainty in spirit and trust that, oh, it's not, I'm not here to learn to trust other people, the world, certain things. I'm here to trust in the inner spirit, the wholeness, that which truly is. Okay, that's, that's a tough one for a lot of souls to start to learn. So everything that happens in this world is based on a polarity, just like gender, masculine, feminine, male bodies, female bodies. And every single one of them, regard, of us, regardless of our gender and regardless of why we choose that gender or karmically why we had to be that gender for a certain lifetime, it still boils down to we're here to learn to become neutral. Not neutral in the sense of not being masculine or feminine or expressing those aspects. No, to be without judgment. To be able to have both the masculine pole and the feminine pole. And only then can we have our life force energy actually flow between the poles. Everything here, including our bodies, operate positive, negative, masculine, feminine. The energy flows between those two poles. And as long as we're in judgment against this, or only the male is good, or only the female is good, or only this is right, only that is right, if we polarize to one side or the other, that's not neutral. When we're neutral, we're able to have both sides. And we have both sides within each of us. Doesn't regard, it doesn't matter what kind of a body type we have. We have both the masculine and the feminine within ourselves. And so the less we're polarized, the more we're able to have all of life. Well, it's time for our second break and time for some announcements. So mark your calendars. We'll be in beautiful Calabasas in the greater Los Angeles area next Saturday, November 30th. And Sunday, December 1st, that's the weekend after Thanksgiving, and Michael will be teaching you how to power up your psychic life. Saturday's topic will be your mediumship and your spiritual path, psychic tools for discerning your own truth, and Sundays will be 
Meet your dream team, angels, spirit guides, and masters of wisdom. Join us at the Hilton Garden in Calabasas and learn more about your intuition, mediumship, and clairvoyant abilities for being on your spiritual path and how to work with your spirit guides, angels, and masters of wisdom for guidance in your daily life. Get the details and sign up on our website events calendar section at Michael Tamura, T A M U R A dot com. That's Michael Tamura dot com. Or call our office at 530 926 2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, or leave a message and our assistant will happily get back to you. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of gender benders, our souls, gender neutral or not. See you in a couple minutes. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring today about gender benders. Are souls gender neutral or not? And of course, souls are gender neutral, but most, when they incarnate here on Earth, think they are not gender neutral. They're a male, they're a female, they're gay, they're lesbian, they're um, everything in between. The LGBTQ community can uh, raise their arm to that. And our thoughts about gender neutrality is not to that everyone has to become a completely gender neutral person in a body that's pretty much not possible because we are in male and female bodies with various preferences and so forth so one of the things i noticed that is that a lot of souls who are getting older you know older as in not older body but have been here thousands of times and get tired of all the conflict that the whole gender issue 
becomes a, a non-issue for them for the most part. Even if they have a preference of their own, they become much more tolerant of other people's gender preferences. Yes, it's, again, all polarities, one of the things we're here to learn, each and every one of us, doesn't matter what what you like or don't like, it's learning to be neutral means to be able to surrender, relinquish our judgments. See, that's what makes a person not neutral, is are the judgments they create in their own mind, there's images in their mind that they hold that have some sort of positive or negative judgment. That's right. And notice, when we even think of judgment, we think of positive and negative judgments. Everything here is polarized. I like this, I don't like that. And so, or this is bad, this is good, that's right, this is wrong. And notice how strong those identifications are for many, many people. Nope, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. And, and that gets translated into judgments in terms of gender. If you're male, if you have a male body, then you have to be this way. If you have a female body, you have to be that way, and so forth and so on. Yet, what's truly important is what's the lesson here? We each, within ourselves, as we're incarnated here, we have the masculine and we have the feminine. We have to be able to express the masculine and the feminine. Neither one is better than the other or you know, the right, more right than the other. No, it's just, they're both. And the more each of us is able to have, to really embrace, enjoy both the masculine and the feminine, the more you start to be the spirit that you are. Spirit is gender neutral because it's got it all. Ah. But like Raphael said earlier in the show, as the soul reincarnates hundreds and thousands of times, there starts to be, you you build up judgments, and then you build up preferences. And, you know, the, the judgment says, okay, I like this, therefore, this is good. I don't like that, therefore, that is bad. That's the judgment part. Preference is fine. You can like or dislike, whatever. That's just a polarity. It's just personal preferences. But when you put a judgment on it, then it becomes stuck. It becomes polarized. So what I like you what I like to do is we haven't done this in a little while, have a meditation practice to give you a, a couple of tools to deal with, especially say in relationship to gender. If judgments come up in your mind, if you have emotional and intellectual reactions in relationship to somebody's gender or your own, or preference, or, preference or you know, uh, how one expresses it, then this is something you can easily do and practice to become ah, more and more able to have, to forgive, essentially, to be able to go, okay, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I can let you be. I can let you have where you are. Because the more you're able to have where someone else is, 
the more you're going to experience having where you are, yourself. Okay, so go ahead and just sit in a comfortable chair and have both feet flat on the floor. And remember, grounding, right? So you could use the image of a tree trunk and just, with your eyes closed, just imagine this giant tree trunk extending all the way down from your tailbone area to the center of the earth and anchoring down right into the center of the earth. Just imagine the center of the earth, what it looks like to you and the tree trunk. And the top of the tree trunk is flat and smooth and it's connected to your first chakra, the energy center at the base of your spine, just above the tip of your tailbone. Ah, and notice how when you, whenever you do this, you'll notice, especially at first, you'll notice things kind of settling down at least a little bit. For some of you, you might notice it's settling down quite a bit. So just this tool, this psychic tool, is extremely helpful for almost everything in life. If you get upset, if you get you know, into a reaction, if you get afraid, ah, here, ground yourself. If you get scattered, ground yourself. If you even want to know yourself more as a soul, ground, ground yourself. yourself. Okay, and give yourselves a deep breath. It helps to breathe as long as you have a body. <laughs> Spirit doesn't have to breathe. Spirit is the breath of life. Okay, you're it. Now, be aware in the center of your head. Remember, for those of you who've been on our show while, while we do this periodically, ah, the center of your head. That's where you get to experience total neutrality. Not leaning one way or the other. Okay? You can have all. And as you're in the center of your head and aware in the center of your head, just notice how your awareness is becoming much more clear, neutral, not having to run around. And even if you notice emotional reactions or mental reactions, you're in the center of your head, you could be neutral to them. Oh yeah, there's some anger coming out or there's a little grief coming out or there's you know a little fear, whatever, but you don't have to become it. That's neutrality, and that's grounding. That's awareness. Awareness is neutral. Okay, so then would you, uh, the, you can have the earth energy flowing through your leg channels from your feet chakras at the bottoms of your feet, through your middle of your legs, into your first chakra. And just imagine just enough earth energy flowing through. And then just imagine coming down uh, from above cosmic energy flowing in this beautiful light golden cosmic energy flowing into your crown chakra at the top of your head and flows down four channels down your back, right on down into that first chakra just above the tip of your tailbone. So now you have the earth energy flowing into the first chakra, the cosmic energy flowing into the first chakra, and the mixture of about 85% cosmic and 15% earth energy mixture. All you have to do is just imagine that's the mixture, and enough of that energy flows up two channels going up through the middle of a body in front of your spinal column and all the way up to the crown chakra at the top of your head and flows out, continuously flows out of the crown chakra like a beautiful 
fine golden fountain of energy. So you imagine that, and that's continuously going on. Once you get this going, it just keeps on going. And then also imagine the energy branching out across from those two channels, down the arms, out the hands, out of the hand chakras in the palms of your hands, and continuously flowing out from there. So this is the complete circuit of running the cosmic and earth energies. The more you do this, it starts to gradually heal everything in you day after day after day. So then, as you're grounded and running the earth and cosmic energies this way, in the center of your head, in total neutrality, would you imagine an image of a rose right right in front of your forehead, about a foot in front of your forehead? And then, as that image of the rose is out in front of you, just with no effort, just imagine the whole thing exploding in a flash of light. Ah, very good. Notice what happens. Now, imagine another rose out in front of you. And then, imagine that one exploding in a flash of light. So this in itself is an incredible exercise that if you practice it enough, then anytime, day or night, when you need to do this in relationship to a reaction happening in your mind, in you. Okay. So let's say, you have a situation in relationship to somebody and and since we're talking about gender today it's about you get reactive you get emotional and and charged up and upset or whatever afraid upset uh, angry whatever in relationship to somebody on a gender level some consideration about somebody's gender or what they're doing with it or whatever then the first thing is be grounded Find your space in the center of your head. Imagine that rose out in front of you and just decide, okay, do I, do I want to continue to be upset and feel lousy and all of this, which isn't helping? Or, or would I like to just let that go? Okay, And just let the energy you're experiencing, the, the energy of the reaction, emotional energy, the thoughts that come up, and any images that accompany it, just let it go all into that rose. And as it goes into that rose, imagine again the rose and all that energy and the images, the thoughts, feelings, everything that went into that exploding in a bright flash of light. Ah, and just decide, okay, it's gone. Let it go. You're not trying to do something about it right at this moment. First, You're finding your space to be neutral so that you can get back to the space of being able to have both the masculine and the feminine and be a whole person. Have your whole ability to creatively express. You need masculine, feminine, 100% both for you to be able to express fully as the creative spirit that you are. So that's thing and and sometimes one time isn't going to do it you still have some uh, going on so you imagine another rose and anything else let it go in and explode it okay once you finish that then imagine a giant gold sun above your head full of life 
and bring in that gold sun all the way through your whole body from the top of your head, fill up your entire body, and then just stretch, bend on over, drain off any excess energies. And then when you come back up, open your eyes, welcome back. And of course, part of our message is love your brothers and sisters for crying out loud. We're all the same soul. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our show titled, There Are No Accidents, Life Lessons for Your Soul's Growth. We'll explore how communication in every form is sharing who you are. Remember that we'll be in Calabasas, California in the greater Los Angeles area for the weekend of Saturday, November 30th and Sunday, December 1st. That's the weekend after Thanksgiving. Michael will be teaching two powerful all-day seminars on your mediumship and your spiritual path, psychic tools for discerning your own truth, and meet your dream team, angels, spirit guides, and masters of wisdom. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 